If you know anything about me, you probably know I hate sweating, and I do. Um, Dividing my time between living in the hottest state in the Union and working on my ranch, I do a fair bit of it, especially coming probably in the next couple of weeks. And my teenage son, exactly the same. So when I tell you I've discovered a product that basically eliminates sweat and works for days and days and days after you use it, you can take it to the bank. It's called Sweat Block. They make the wipes, and I kid you not, preventing you from sweating for days after you use them. I've used them myself, and they are amazing. I mean, for days, you don't sweat, and you don't stink. It's amazing. So if you're not really a fan of sweating, or if you have children, uh, you know, and kind of cringe at the thought of them getting embarrassed because of sweaty pits or smells... You really need sweat block in your life. Go to sweatblock.com. Use the promo code Beck at 20% off. It's sweatblock.com. Promo code Beck. Get the wipes. They are crazy great. Sweatblock.com. Promo code is Beck. Save 20%. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I guess somebody had a hard time defining woke yesterday, and the internet is ablaze. These conservatives cannot define woke. Oh, yes, I can, and I will in 60 seconds. It's time to get your house ready for spring, and that means maybe brand new custom window treatments from Blinds.com. I've been telling you about Blinds.com for, gosh, over a decade now. They are truly amazing. My uh, my wife, Tanya, and I have used them three or four times uh, when we've tried to, uh, you know, update the house. And it is so easy. I mean, it is like sitting in the hammock. Honey, I'm installing the blinds. Because it's, I mean, everything can be done for you if you want. Um, all the way down to having, you know, when you have some designer come in, they're like, oh, this is atrocious. I'll tell you what we need. We need a splash of color. And they come and they charge you an arm and a leg and you just want them out of your house. And you don't have to have that with blinds.com. You can have that done online and they're, they're really not mocking you and your furniture and everything else. They're trying to listen to you and then give you what you want and what is best and most affordable as well. Shopblinds.com. Save 45% off selected products now. It's 45% off selected products at blinds.com. Go there now. Rules and restrictions apply. Blinds.com. Oh my gosh. Pat, Pat, Pat. It's trending all over. Uh, At this point, Woke, woke is a slur, says Touré. Okay. Uh-huh. It's a slur. Mm-hmm. The way the right uses it is an undercover way of saying those people. 
or oh, non-white people. It's just <laughs> a polite way of saying the N-word. But in this um, case... Get out of here! What? Ugh. That's... You know that's true, you racist! Uh-huh. Uh, except it includes blacks, LGBTQ mm. folks, and other marginalized <laughs> groups. No, it really doesn't. No. It really doesn't. Um, you know, when, when if you want to say that we use it as a slur, yeah. We use it as a slur for people who think they're better than everyone else. And that's usually leftist whiteies. Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. Um, he says, still haven't found one conservative who was able to define woke. Oh, well, please. I have a definition for you. I had to stop writing uh, because I was running out of time to do the show today. But I think if you gave me uh, you know, another 20 minutes, I'd have pages of definitions for you. Woke is not to just be aware but to bow down to the new societal hierarchies and uh, and issues to place, for instance, race in the opposite place that Martin Luther King played it, uh, placed it. Color of skin is once again over content of character. See anti-racist. Uh, what was first sold? Number two, what was first sold as compassion with political correctness? Wokeism is the real face and meaning behind political correctness. If you are not woke, you are uh, literally politically incorrect. Thus, the state and its allies in the administrative state, um, the media, high tech, academia, and those public-private partners that make up corporatism can silence, isolate, and destroy it is the ultimate manifestation of saul alinsky's rules for radicals it gives uh the social justice warriors and community organizers power over the many it is and i just started writing on the sides of the paper uh it's shorthand for ageism okay olds you don't get it it is an anathema to the bill of rights it is uh, it is a danger to free thinking, intellectual growth, and curiosity. It is the exact device used by people like Stalin, and dare I say it? Now you know who it is. All right, I'll say it, Captain Kangaroo. Um, that's what it is. Make no mistake, it is a weapon. It is a weapon. And, you know, what I really like is uh, no weapon forged against us in this kind of case. They're going to do any damage. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, we're not afraid of you anymore. You are, um, you have lost your grip so far on reality that you are now out literally celebrating abortions. I don't know if you saw the uh, the uh, story that came out uh, just yesterday, but you you again have Pritzker coming out and making it abortion providers appreciation day. Excuse me, really? This is where we are: safe, legal, rare. Forget about it. We have to celebrate it. And why do you have to celebrate it? 
because you've brought people into your darkness and they are struggling with that darkness. Moms who have done this struggle with it. And you know it is much easier to get somebody to just keep going down that road and celebrate it now as opposed to reckoning with what they they did, what they felt they had to do, what they were talked into by people like you. And so you're celebrating. Now, for many of you in the abortion business, the business of death, you're good with that. You would like to celebrate it. Fewer babies. You're Malthusian. Fewer babies, better for the earth, because you worship the earth. This is what wokeism is and does. It, it takes you so far down the path of insanity that in any other time period in the history of the world, except for Stalin, Mussolini, Hitler, and their ilk, you would be deemed insane. What you're teaching now is insane. And it will be deemed insane again. I just don't know how far down the road we have to go before you are awakened from your slumber you call woke. It's dangerous ideology. I don't know if that helps, uh, you know, Toure or anybody else, but that is the truth of wokeism and the truth of wokeism uh, that has caused the economic pain that we're feeling today in many ways, in many ways. People, why, have, have you noticed we have morons running our country right now? Have you noticed that? I mean, even if you're a Democrat, really? Do you really think that Kamala Harris is the best person we can get? I mean, even if you don't like Donald Trump, I mean, at least he had some business acumen. You may not like him. You may hate his. But at least he had. At least he was a successful television guy. <laughs> Kamala Harris is completely incompetent. Pete Buttigieg, completely incompetent. Our president may literally be legally incompetent. Why is that? Why, why is this happening? Because character doesn't matter. Merit doesn't matter. Wokeism matters. And in the, in the real world, for freedom to exist, it has to exist based on merit. Not color of the skin not who you were born as, not how much money you have, none of that. For freedom to exist, you must base your society on merit. What are you doing today? What's happening with you today? All kind of actual progress is based on, are you getting better 
or worse. Now, as we reimagine the police, for instance, did the wokeism make the situation with the police better or worse? Is our society more safe or less safe? As it spread into our our DA offices, uh, helped by the ultimate evil emperor, George Soros, did did those DAs make your community by being woke and releasing people without bail because it just wasn't fair? Is that making your community safer or more dangerous? We all say, oh, if we can just save one child. It is provable that the, the confusion that is being taught now in all things is leading our children to suicide. It is provable that suicides go up after transgender surgery. So if we care about our kids and our kids' lives, what you're doing to, quote, save children by teaching them lies, it's a lie. Men cannot have babies. You can believe you're a woman, but that doesn't make you a woman. I can believe that I'm a cucumber. That does not make me a cucumber. It's just that simple. I mean, I can't believe we are going to have to teach children, probably who are now being taught in first grade, second grade, probably in five, six years, we're going to have to teach them that very thing. Billy, just because you believe you're a cucumber does not make you a cucumber. Okay? I shouldn't slice and dice you and throw you in a nice salad, right? Why is that? Because you're a person, not a cucumber. We have to go down that low to the basics. That's where your wokeism has taken you. This week, we had failures of Silicon Valley Bank. Why was it bailed out? Why did they break all of the rules to bail it out? And why did they spend so much time saying, you're not, it's not a bail. It's definitely not a bail. It's not a bail. What, 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 what was it? What was it? A perversion of the FDIC then? Something that you changed on the fly because you decide what's fair and what's right and you do it in the moment because you're omnipotent? Why do they have to be bailed out? Well, they were the biggest, um, the biggest funder of new green energy. They also were a huge funder of all things woke and all the Democrats. I don't think a Republican got a dime from Silicon Valley Bank. Okay, so they had friends in high places. That doesn't seem fair, but I don't think woke 
is about being fair. Then um, the other problem that they had was they say they had no risk manager. But as I pointed out yesterday, they do. They, ju- they did. They just view risk differently. They define risk differently. They define risk in the new woke terms. E-S-G. This is what wokeism is. This is what wokeism does. And this is why wokeism will destroy itself. It's already on fire. It just hasn't noticed it yet. As every time that this kind of political correctness, literal political correctness happens, it never recognizes that it's almost done. If you're like me, you lost all your guns in a boating accident. I mean, I never give up hope, though, that I'll find them again, you know. One way or another, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to be able to find them maybe around 2024, 25. In the meantime, I'll keep my Mantis X at the ready. Uh, you, can, you can save money on ammunition. And all my ammunition disappeared, too. It's crazy in that boating accident. Make sure that you're up on your aim. Everything is so expensive right now. There's no reason with the Mantis X to waste that money. You you will get better at shooting. This is not just target practice. You have an app on your smartphone or your tablet via Bluetooth. You start firing actual, you know, uh, dry firing, um, you know, um, your gun. It's like firing an actual round in the first place. But it doesn't just you, you can aim anywhere. But when you lock on to whatever it is you're focusing on, it starts to measure. How's your hand moving? How is your hand shaking? Are you locked on someplace? Do you move? It tracks it all and shows it to you in real time. Right after you've done it, it shows it to you. And it shows here's where you're pulling the trigger and you're going down. You're going to the left. You're going up. And I think it's like 95% of the people who use this improve within 20 minutes. I did. It's an amazing device. Save you a ton of money. Mantis x.com used by i think the marines and a lot of the guys in the military MantisX.com. go there now start improving today 10 seconds station id you know wokeism uh also gets um uh you know says that it's compassionate but it is responsible for the fentanyl deaths it is responsible for child sex trafficking it is responsible for all the rapes that happen on the way to the u.s on the border it is responsible for the the real hostile takeover of our border uh and really mexico by the drug cartels it is by its fruit ye shall know them what is the fruit of all of these policies? What is a fruit? It's not compassion. You know, if we actually used that phrase, by, your fruit, you, the, by their fruit you shall know them, you would be able to judge a lot of things that are all political. Everything's been politicized. But you'd be able to judge a lot of things 
you know, the number one and number two um, out of control price uh, gouges and price increases since 2020. I'm sorry, since 20, uh, since 2000, year 2000 to today. What are the two things that have gone up more than anything else? And it's in the 200 percentile range. First one, health care. I thought we took care of that. Yeah, $2,500 savings yeah. per family per year. Well, somehow or another, uh, huh. it only made it worse. You know what the next one is? <clears throat> I don't. Education. Huh. Huh. The two things that the government is most deeply involved in. Yeah. Huh. Isn't that interesting? You're not saving lives. You're everything that you do. If you can get out of your politics, you know, I know there's people in the audience that don't believe this, but it's absolutely true. If you could come up with a better system, I'd be for it. I want to see the proof of it, but I'd be for it. I don't really care what system is it, it is. If it makes people more free to be who they are and brings people up from the bottom and helps them grow. I'm there. I am there. But I haven't seen that. What I keep seeing is a rehash of fascism or communism. That's it. And that's this story is as old as the Tower of Babel. So, I mean, how many times are we going to try it and say, oh, well, it wasn't tried by the right people? No, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Look how many times freedom in the last 250 years, freedom has been tried. And does it have a better track record than communism or fascism or whatever you want to call it today? Uh, yeah, definitely. A lot. And it's been tried by a lot of people that misunderstood it, didn't use it. I mean, we haven't been using it for a long time. We are no longer a capitalist country. We are a corporatist country on our way to being a socialist or communist or fascist country. But we're not a capitalist free market system anymore. All right. Back in just a second with an update on what I talked about last night in the banking community. The Glenn Beck Program. John lives in Kansas for the past several years. Following his injury, he suffered from daily awful back pain. He found it pretty hard to do much of anything that he used to do, and it was really getting him down. Fortunately, John listens to the program, and he heard me talking about Relief Factor. Within 10 days of trying it, he was noticing a reduction in pain. And after only a few weeks, he said that he felt better than he did even before the injury. I know what it's like to get your life back. Because I did with Relief Factor. If you want to get your life back, please just try it. Inflammation is the cause of most of our pain and most of the disease in our bodies. The three-week quick start is 1995. It's a trial pack, not a drug. It was developed by doctors. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more month after month. It's relieffactor.com. Call 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. ReliefFactor.com or the number 800-4-RELIEF.
Glenn Beck, Stuber Gear, Steve Dace, Chad Prather, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at blazetv.com and use the promo code will not be censored. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. There's a couple of things that happened uh, yesterday. Joe Biden vetoed the anti-ESG bill. Uh, That's remarkable. Uh, We'll get to that coming up. Uh, Goldman Sachs yesterday lowered its 2023 economic growth forecast, knocked our GDP down about half a point just from the collapse of the bank this week. They said that... um, the uh, small and medium-sized banks play an important role in the economy, and uh, they're going to tighten up their lending standards. <sighs> Great. Well, they said that, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're going to reduce their lending, they pr- pr- project, uh, by 40%. And that would really be a problem with growth. Because about 50% of all loans, uh, commercial and industrial, come from banks that are small. 50%. 60% of residential real estate lending. 80% of commercial real estate lending. 45% of consumer lending. So it's going to be harder to get a loan. And it's going to be more expensive. So that's going to... Uh, put a crimp in in things. Credit Suisse borrowed uh, uh, more than $50 billion from the Swiss National Bank. I'm glad to see that they're at least saying that we didn't help bail them out, but I'll wait for the five-year period to be over so we can actually check the the, uh, uh, actual ledger from the Federal Reserve, but we have to wait five years. Uh, And the uh, stock market is uh, not doing well in the banking sector yet again. Now, last night on my Wednesday night special, I I asked if this is uh, if this is saving these banks. Is this really what the Federal Reserve and our administration wants? And if you are just going to be rational, because they will ask this in 100 years, whenever, whenever people are free to think again, uh, and if we lose this freedom, it will be at least 80 years. That's usually the cycle it takes before people can start thinking again and have their first stab at pulling themselves out of the fire. Um, but it will be asked. Was this intentional? The evidence is clear. Yes, it is. They're rebuilding a new world, a new system, and everything else. And I talked to you about um, the, do you remember the woman that uh, was um, the socialist that Biden nominated for comptroller of the currency? Remember why we brought her up, said she was so dangerous. She believed the U.S. banking system needed to be completely revamped. Small banks would go away and the Fed would become the grantor of loans. 
And we said, that's really dangerous. You don't want her. And she's like, no, I wouldn't implement that. Then why, if that's what you're really known for, why would you be the pick? There's plenty of people who believe in the free market. Why would you be the pick? Well, she failed, um, and I believe mainly because of this audience. I believe this is one of the instances where I got a call from some senators and some House members and said, uh, that changed because of your audience. You got on it, and uh, they didn't confirm her. Now, I believe that's the end goal. Last night, I put it in Marvel terms. Uh, major banking crisis equals infinity war. Uh, and cent- central bank digital currency equals endgame. I don't believe they care if uh, some of these banks collapse. Just as long as they aren't banks connected to the Fed. Because everything seems to be moving toward their desire endpoint, A Fed-controlled digital currency. It is the ultimate control mechanism is a little hair raising uh yesterday on radio when i had um carol roth on and i said that is the end of freedom and she immediately agreed and i was like oh i wish you wouldn't have agreed so quickly it would have been like well i don't know i had steve forbes on and i said at the same time he brought up digital currency from the central bank and said it cannot happen and as i said it's the end of freedom. He said, it's the end of freedom as we know it. And it is true. It must not happen. But it's coming. Um, recent amendments to the U.S. Commercial Code. This is called the UCC. It is most likely running through your state house right now. Oh, it's just a little update. We update these things all the time. It's like 200 pages. And it's just being rubber stamped. It's got to stop. Christy Nome is the first person uh, that went it went through and she's the first governor that vetoed it. No, because it changes the definition of money and it changes it to a central bank digital currency. And it specifically says any other digital currency, not money. It's locking us into a digital currency. And if this can go forward, the Biden administration will have to get more aggressive on anything that undermines the central bank digital currency. Now, I told you uh, yesterday that there was another bank that went down from Silicon Valley Bank. It, it happened before it before. Both banks, besides Silicon Valley, that were uh, taken over, both of them are unique. They're both cryptocurrency banks. Okay, the first one, the first one, was Silvergate Bank. Nobody talked about that. It went down what last Wednesday. Silvergate, they actually announced they were choosing to shut down the bank. Okay. And here's what they said in light of recent industry and regulatory developments, Silvergate believes that an orderly wind down of bank operations and a voluntary liquidation of the bank 
is the best path forward. I got enough of you. You can't refuse. You're going to shut this bank down, not do any more business with cryptocurrency. That's exactly what happened. They came to the bank and said, look, we've, you know, we've got some things here that you're going to have to do. and It's going to make you not profitable. What did Barack Obama say about the oil and gas industry? You can build them, but you won't be able to afford to keep them. That's exactly what the bank said. Regulatory. Regulatory. Okay. The other bank. Do you remember the one that collapsed Sunday and they just the feds came in and just took it over and the board of directors were saying, no, we were stable. You probably didn't know. In fact, I want to see if I can find this exact. Um, uh, the exact story on it. Um, they were also into cryptocurrency and the federal government was uh, threatening to investigate them, quote, even if nobody went to jail, they felt that the uh, the bank was possibly involved with money laundering through cryptocurrency. Now, I know the feds know a lot about money laundering because they're currently doing it in Ukraine and the Biden family is great at it. They. They were being accused of money laundering and a giant FBI investigation was coming. Or, you know, you, you can, uh, you know, you can shut it down and uh, we'll take care of it, you know. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, but I don't believe that two out of the three, the, what, the two banks that you didn't pay any attention to, I don't believe they were actually going under on their own accord. I think those were the government pushing them to get rid of the banks of cryptocurrency. They were the number one and number two bank for cryptocurrency. You can't have any competitors if you're going to open up a bank. They they are doing the Fed and the Treasury are doing to crypto what the EPA is doing to coal, regulating them out of existence. Crypto just lost both of its main banks. Gosh, in five days. And the only one we're talking about is the third bank that had nothing to do with crypto. Huh. Isn't that weird? You must get on the phone with your governor, with your house, uh, your legislator, your senator in your own state. Forget about Washington in your own state. Do not pass the UCC bill. Do not pass it. You must be very clear. This is a one shot and they uh, the banks are all over this. The money that is being poured in swaying your state legislature is incredible off the charts. Do not allow this to pass. Man, don't you sometimes just long for the days when doing something, you know, uh, that was fun or doing something that, you know, uh, you had pride in afterwards. You did it right the first time. 
Because that's kind of the way all of us thought was, you know, you're going to do a job, do it right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those are the good old days. But there are a few people that still do that. A few years ago, I started a company that looked for real estate agents like that. Uh, I was tired of dealing with um, people in the real estate um, uh, industry on my own for my own health and mental health and welfare. And my brother felt the same way. He had just sold a house up in Seattle. And he was like, oh my gosh, trying to get somebody to do the job was almost impossible. So we started looking for the best agents in uh, your area all over the country. And they're the people that have best practices. They're the top of the field. We have about 10,000 people on our waiting list. We only take about 2,000 because we want to make sure that we can follow them and that they are sticking with the best business practices. They don't work for us. We just recommend, and we want to make sure we recommend the best. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. You go there, just tell us where you're buying or selling. We'll make sure that you have somebody you can interview um, that we think is the best. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Uh, AI uh, is growing at an unbelievable rate. Um, the uh, a story that I saw in 2017. I looked it up. I want to. I want to give it to you. AI will master many activities a lot sooner. Machines are predicted to be better at us at translating languages by 2024. Not there yet. Writing high school essays by 2026. It's already doing better than that. Already doing better than that. Driving a truck by 27. Working retail by 2031. Writing a best-selling book by 2049. I'm telling you, Hmm. all of those things are right around the corner. Right around the corner. Let me give you an example. Um, uh, I got a letter from a friend of mine who's in this kind of industry. And uh, he said, uh, Glenn, GPT-4 is incredible in its understanding. I asked Alexa this question, and she just made a a sad wonk noise. (laughs) Here's what he asked. He asked chat GPT-4, explain the sentence to me. All the coffee she had, 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 had no effect. I looked at that. I was like. It doesn't make any dent at all. I don't know what that means. That's a dumb sentence. Mm-hmm. Four hads in a row? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't really work. This is what ChatGPT, a week or two ago, ChatGPT3 could not do this. Okay? ChatGPT4 responded immediately. This sentence may seem confusing because it contains a repeated word that is spelled the same but used differently. The sentence is saying that a person drank some coffee, referred to as she, but despite having consumed multiple cups, had had, the coffee had no effect on her. To break it down further, the first had in the sentence is the auxiliary verb. The second and third had are the past participle of the verb have. Mm -hmm. This creates a complex tense 
called the past perfect tense, which is used to describe an action that was completed before another past action. So in simpler terms, the sentence means that a person drank some coffee, but even though she had consumed multiple cups, she did not feel any effect from the caffeine. (laughs) Wow. When you push enter, that's what came back at you. Uh, Impressive. Kind of. Yeah. It's exponential growth right now. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exponentially. Oh, yeah. Growing and learning. Here's what's terrible. (laughs) Snapchat, my AI. Snapchat is um, testing its its friend for your teen. Um, And so far, it's a little unsafe for teens, I think. Um, one of the people that was testing it at the Washington Post said, after I told my AI I was 15 years old, when I had an epic birthday party, gave me advice on how to mask the smell of alcohol and pot. When I told it it had an essay due for school, it wrote it for me. In another conversation with a supposed 13-year-old, my AI offered advice about having sex for the first time with a partner who is 31. Um, so far, my AI is likely limited it's only accessible to users who subscribe for $4 a month. But this is being heralded as something that can help your kids learn and be less lonely. Uh, mm. J- mm. Just say no. Where's Nancy Reagan? Just say no. Program. Let me uh, talk to you a little <clears throat> bit about Rough Greens. Pat. Mm. You feeding the little uh, rat you call a dog? <laughs> yes. Uh, rough grain. Feed her. Put, she won't put, eat her food without it. She does this little thing where when she's not happy with the food, if it's either gone or she wants more or whatever, she pushes it around the on the on the oh, tile. You're kidding she me. She pushes the bowl around so you can hear it in pretty much every room in the house. <laughs> and you go in there and you're like, well, what's the problem? You got, oh, okay, there's no rough greens on it. So then wow. you sprinkle and she'll, and then she'll eat. Uno will just... He'll look down at the bowl, and then he'll just look up at me with these big brown eyes like, what are you, where is it? Where what, is it? What are you the, doing to me? Yeah, it's finished crazy. this. easy. <laughs> Rough Greens, it's uh, not a dog food. It's what you put on the dog's food. Gives them all the nutrients and probiotics, everything they need. It's roughgreens.com slash back. Get your first bag absolutely free. You just pay for the shipping. It's roughgreens, R-U-F-F-greens.com slash back. And uh, watch the difference in your dog over the coming months. It's pretty amazing to watch. sick twisted freak last night i did a uh, program on the economy and i i'm hoping that i'm not right on a couple of things uh steve forbes was watching the first 20 minutes and i said so steve what did i get wrong 
And then he started to spook me uh, because he was like, well, no, you, you got the basics right here. Uh, and uh, they're moving to digital currency. Run for your life. And I'm like, OK, Steve, Steve, thank you. Um, but there is something that I said last night that I am still not sure I understand completely. I asked Carol Roth to look into it. The way I understand it, the way it has been presented to me, uh, shows real uh, a, a real problem uh, with with the Fed, and the Fed is so secretive. You know, you can't get you can't get anything for five years, so you can't check their books. You can't see what they're doing uh, for five years. So I, I'm not sure what all of this means, but Carol has looked into it, and I've got a couple of other things to report to you. Uh, we have um, an update on the UCC bill that is going through your state house right now. Gosh, I can, I, I know I throw stuff at you, and you're like, oh, the UCC bill. Thank you, uh, Chief Geek. I appreciate. It. I'm going to my geek meeting here in a minute. I know that this is stuff that I would never have talked to you about before because it's like, okay, all right, I get it. But this, everything is so critical right now. The UCC bill ushers in uh, cryptocurrency. It, uh, it defines digital money, and that's a, a cryptocurrency from the central bank, not any other cryptocurrency. That's really dangerous. I'm going to tell you an update on it here in just a second. We begin in 60 seconds. When it comes to the story of the wolf and the three little pigs, honestly, you know, it's not hard to land on the side of the wolf. I mean, they're bacon. You know what I mean? And so I would be doing the same thing. Uh, So, you know, the wolf wins. It's bacon. Unfortunately for you, if you want bacon... Uh, it is getting to the place where everything is so expensive that you have to huff and puff and blow a house down. Right now, when you subscribe to Good Ranchers to get 100% American meat delivered, you'll also get free bacon with your order. $20 off with promo code BECK, GoodRanchers.com. When you subscribe, you're going to lock in your price. So meat is expected to go up another 15% this year. But you will lock in your price of meat as long as you're subscribed. You're also going to get free bacon for a year. That's 24 ounces of Applewood smoked bacon added each box for a year free. 100% American high-quality bacon sourced from local farms and $200 worth of it over the course of the year. The offer won't last forever, so order now. It's GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. GoodRanchers.com. Carol Roth, who is the author of a new book called You Will Own Nothing. Uh, It has been pushed back for a release date of July 11th. I think my book uh, on kind of the same topic. They make nice bookends. Um, Comes out July 4th. If you want to uh, get uh, Carol's book, you can go to carolroth.com forward slash Glenn and learn all about the uh, the projects he has uh, as well that will help you protect your wealth in the face of forces working to take away your economic freedom. Um, give me a couple of those, will you, Carol? Can we start? Can we start with that? What what should people be doing right now? Because I'm starting to get the feeling this may not be over. 
Yeah, I mean, I think on a personal basis, you want to be doubling down and diversifying your portfolio because there's forces ca- coming at us, as you said, talk from to me. everywhere. Hang on. Talk to me about somebody who's never paid attention to their 401k, and that <laughs> is the extent of their portfolio. Yes. Well, I mean, obviously, this is not financial advice and anything that you do should be based um, on discussion with a financial advisor. If you have one based on your own objectives and risk tolerance, that's the caveat, because otherwise the government's going to come after Glenn and I uh, for giving (laughs) out financial advice. And we don't do that. But I think that if you have all of your eggs in one basket, you're 100 percent exposed to stock or maybe, you know, you've never trusted the market. So you have all of your money sitting in the mattress. You want to make sure that you have things in different form factors. Um, Certainly, uh, if you have a home or if you have the opportunity to buy some land, that's a great thing. If you have the opportunity to diversify with some physical metals, not, you know, an ETF, but physical metals, gold, silver, et cetera, that's a good thing. Having some exposure to less risky bonds, although less risky these days means, you know, all different kinds of things. That's a good thing. And making sure that you have, you know, kind of the basics you know, prepped to be able to get through a difficult period is a good thing. So it's really important that you have that level of diversification because A, we don't know, you know, where the issue is going to come from first. And we also don't know the time frame. And I think that's the most important thing is that, you know, we see the trajectory that's happening, but we don't know if this is something that's going to happen within six months or if this takes, you know, a full 10 or 15 years to undo itself. By 2025. Mark my words, by 2025. (laughs) But there are all kinds of things that can happen in the meantime. So you want to make sure that you have both the opportunity for capital appreciation, especially since they are decreasing the purchasing power of your dollar and you want to make sure that you're keeping pace with inflation and not losing out, but also focusing on capital preservations, form factors that you can control in terms of your wealth so that, you know, you're you're not uh, SOL, so to speak, you know, dependent on the situation. That's the best thing you can do right now is really diversify. Okay. Can you explain Credit Suisse for me? Um, because that was having problems. They had to run to their central bank to get $54 million or billion dollars. Um, and then uh, I haven't heard boo about Deutsche Bank, which is always, I mean, in good times, it's like we're about to go under. Yes. And then there's also First Republic, too, that's right. uh, you know in the mix today. So there's all different all kinds of fun um, afoot in the global banking system. All right. So let's start with Credit Suisse. And you know, to be fair, Credit Suisse has been just a mess for a long time. This is a bank that has been losing money. I think their 2022 fiscal report showed that they were they lost something on the uh, order equivalent about $8 billion. So this is not a bank that's known for being particularly well run. They've gotten caught up in all kinds of scandals and messes. I don't know if you remember, I think it was 2021, there was a hedge fund, um, Bill Wang's hedge fund who blew up Archegos. Mm-hmm. And there were all different kinds of big banks that were involved. And oh, by the way, the smart banks all got out of that really early and had almost no exposure. And one of the banks that was left holding the bag was Credit Suisse. I think that their exposure um, that they said at the time was up to something like 5.5 billion. So this is a bank that's had all kinds of issues. Um, Can I ask you a question? 
Yes, go we, ahead. We, we didn't have these problems when I was growing up. And it is it. I mean, we did, but not like this. Um, right. It did the when the banks were allowed to become stockbrokers at the same time they're a bank. Isn't that the real problem? Shouldn't we separate these banks from stock houses or, I mean, uh, investment houses? Banks. Yeah. So this actually happened while I was an investment banker. I worked for a really great investment bank that wants this key provision of Glass-Steagall that separated investment banks from the banking system was repealed in the Clinton years. Um, you know, it was a free for all and we got gobbled up um, first by Nations Bank and then they merged with Bank of America. So I went through this, you know, kind of on a real time right. basis. So I think there's sort of two different aspects to it. One is that certainly the issue. We know that more consolidation creates more systemic risk. If you have things spread out, they may happen more frequently but they're smaller in nature. When you consolidate things together, then that creates too big to fail in, in, in a real situation. Um, you know, so I think that, that that's kind of the issue. And then the other one is just the financialization of everything. If you think about what's happened over the last decades, you know, with derivative products and yeah. more risks and the, you know, the, the finance on top of finance, the system has really become very bastardized and has gotten away from kind of the core of what it was meant to do. And if you look at the United States in terms of, you know, our GDP, what is our biggest industry? 21% of our GDP is financial services, including insurance. So, you know, there's been a good side to that, but there's also obviously been a lot of problems. So um, Carl Icahn said, uh, what, yesterday, day before, um, and there's a few people that are saying this, that the bailout of Silicon Valley Bank is really the moment that we are no longer a a free market, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of system. I, you know, I, I saw that. I think I saw Ken Griffin say it. I don't know if Carl yeah. Icahn said it. Perhaps he said that as well. I mean, it's really laughable. I mean, the moment that we stopped being a capitalist system was back, you know, on uh, Black Monday when the Fed stepped in and decided that they were going to be able to support the market no matter what happened. And that accelerated, you know, with abandon during the Great Recession financial crisis. I mean, up until that point, we never had the Fed interfere in the markets. Um, you know, the way that we're seeing now, it wasn't when, I, as I said, when I was growing up as a now recovering investment banker, but back at the time, like we never paid attention to what the Fed did. It was like a mechanism of, you know, of the markets, but right. it wasn't that important. We focused on fundamentals. Now, you know, that's the, the, the God center of the market. We are letting a handful of people play God with the economy and they're not doing a very good job, by the way. So the idea that these people who have benefited from ne nearly 15 years of low interest rate policy and easy money that has transferred money from Main Street to Wall Street now think that you know somebody getting their payroll and not having that blown up is the end of capitalism is really, really you know kind of distasteful. Um, let, let me just I want to touch on the the Fed thing, the question that I had, but um, I, I think it's so geeky that really is it something to worry about? That, let me just ask you that. Is it anything to worry about what I shared with you on the Fed? 
So, I mean, I think it's just derivative of the fact that the Fed it has become something to worry about. They are a menace to society. Their role has grown into something. You know, it's kind of like Dr. Frankenstein. Like, we need to stop the monster. And the powers that they have, um, you know, are just completely screwing up and creating all these ripple effects that clearly either they can't see or they want to have happen. And either way, the outcome is not great for the average American. Okay, Um, I want to switch and talk about the uniform commercial code. Um, (laughs) This is the redefining money. And I have talked to legislators all over the country And they say they have never seen coordinated pushback, even on ESG like this. Um, They said there is just massive power and money behind this, trying to convince everybody, oh, no, 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 it's no big deal. (laughs) Are you are you up on it enough to be able to talk about it? So, so let me tell you what I do know um, in terms of, and I, I'm not a lawyer. I don't even play one on Glenn Beck's yeah. program. Um, but what I do know is in order for us to have a central bank digital currency, it needs approval by Congress. So the more things that we have that start to change the definition of what money is and put that on a path to be stuck in the back of some bill and for nobody to know that this has happened is a really scary thing. And while, as I said, I cannot interpret the legal language because I don't have that expertise to say, is that, would that count? It kind of really sounds like that. Yeah. Um, And it's, and it's blocking the way for cryptocurrency uh, like Bitcoin. It will not be considered money, only the central bank uh, digital currency. And uh, I don't know if you saw last night's show with Steve Forbes, but he was, I mean, very animated on cryptocurrency from the federal government. He's he, he agreed with what you and I talked about yesterday. End of freedom. Full stop. Yeah. Well, and let's also talk about first of all, love Steve Forbes, a longtime good friend. He's a really, yeah, really smart him. and good, good guy. But here's the interesting thing is that a digital currency from the Fed actually isn't a cryptocurrency because a right. cryptocurrency's key property is decentralization and a digital dollar is full centralization, the full taking of your freedom. So this is exactly what they're doing, Glenn. They're trying to conflate it. They're saying people are really into crypto. They know it's a good thing. They know it's a pushback. Let's just confuse everybody and let let them think, oh, this is a crypto. We're just getting into crypto. No, it's not crypto. It takes the whole reason and purpose that people are into crypto is because they do not trust government fiat currency and they want to have that decentralization. The digital dollar is, even though it may live on a blockchain, it may use some of the same technology, it is entirely centralized and it means the government will have absolute control of everything that you do because they control their money your money and if they control your money they control you um all right let me take a one minute break and then i want to give you an update on where all of this stands in your um your state house carol thank you so much for everything God my bless pleasure you. thanks you thanks for having me you bet all right uh tunnel to towers foundation is our uh, sponsor ever since the fateful day of september 2001 the resolve of the United States was put to the ultimate test. It was the last time we were really together on something. Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been on a mission since then to do good and to remind us 
what we said to ourselves, we wouldn't forget. We uh, don't want to forget the military members that fall or are injured. We don't want to forget the firefighters and the cops that are in the line of duty and they're shot. They're killed. They're wounded. The people who are trying to put a house fire out are killed or badly, badly wounded. America's heroes and their families are taken care of by Tunnel to Towers. It's really, truly a, just a fantastic organization. They're doing the right thing, and they really survive by you helping. They've, they have uh, housing now and services for homeless veterans all over the country. This is just one of the things they're doing. And, uh, and there's a lot of homeless veterans. Would you be willing to donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers? It's T, the number 2T.org. T2T.org. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, I, uh, I want to talk to you about what's called the Uniform Commercial Code. This is just new language. It's about 150 pages, 200. They're usually very light. These are updated from time to time. Um, and uh, it is just being rubber stamped. And there is all kinds of money behind this. And it cannot pass. It cannot pass. We cannot redefine money uh, and expand that to include digital currency, but the digital currency from the Federal Reserve. Um, there's conservative states where it is already passed one chamber. It's got to be stopped. North Dakota, HB 1082 passed in both chambers. A veto is needed. Uh, the, the governor has three days once it's given to him. You've got to get on the phone with your North Dakota governor to stop that and have him veto like the governor of South Dakota. Nebraska passed the committee in first floor vote. Um, there's only... One chamber in uh, Nebraska. So that looks like it's going to pass. Montana, it passed in the Senate. Indiana passed in the Senate. Kentucky passed in the Senate. Now it's in the House. Arizona passed in the House. This has got to be stopped. Uh, other conservative states, Oklahoma passed it out of the House. New Hampshire has it in committee. Uh, Tennessee, dead in the House, but referred to a committee in the Senate. Texas, it's in committee. Arkansas, in committee. Missouri in committee in committee. These must not pass. Uh, the only places it's dead is West Virginia and South Dakota. It was vetoed. The blue states, Colorado passed it in both chambers. Um, Democratic governor. So no hope of a veto there. Hawaii passed. New Mexico passed. Washington passed. Uh, Massachusetts passed the Senate. Illinois, out of committee, California, I don't have any information on, um, but uh, they're going to get all of the they're going to get all the blue states. They're just going to rubber stamp them. But please call your Republicans and say, I'm not being paranoid. I am advising you. You're supposed to represent me and for me and my family. We want you to not vote for the UCC. And uh, they're getting all of these bankers and everybody else coming in saying, oh, no, come on, Bill. 
You trust me. They did this on ESG. By the way, uh, the um, I want to find the DeSantis story here. DeSantis uh, is about to unveil an alliance with 18 states to combat Biden's woke ESG garbage. We'll give you more on that, but he aims to push back on environmental, social, and corporate governance agenda, and he's teamed up with 18 states. These are the kinds of things that have to be done. Again, it's the UCC code. It must not pass. Call your state house and your governor. The Glenn Beck Program. You can talk your way out of pain. If you happen to be, you know, living with it, you can talk your way. I tried. I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling really good today. Pain, I don't feel any pain. I feel good. I feel good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't talk out yourself out of it. You can't reason with it. You just have to just keep trying to do things and uh, try not to wince. That is until I met Relief Factor. My wife told me, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let you in, Nancy. Pat, you know that voice. I mean, sure Jackie sounds the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! And so you do it just to get them off your back. Mm-hmm. And uh, occasionally they are right. I mean, it's not very often, right? It's only like ninety-eight percent of the <laughs> right, time. Right. Right. Okay. That's yeah. not. That's not a hundred. Right. So anyway, uh, I started taking Relief Factor. I got out of pain. Please, just try it, or I'm going to send my wife to your house. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. If if that doesn't work, my wife and Pat's wife are both coming. (laughs) Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday from 7 to 9 Eastern, live, or anytime and anywhere you get your podcast. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Last night on my TV special, I took time to explain how this banking crisis has happened and what it means for you and me and what I believe they are moving towards. Uh, I'm not an economist, obviously, and chances are you're not either. Um, And it's really complex and in the weeds. But I tried to break it down into a way for everybody to be able to understand Uh, Because once you understand the basics of it, um, you 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 get it. You get it. I I talked to my uh, niece, who is so sweet, talked to her uh, last night and uh, she said, thank you for explaining this in a way I understand. Um, It's very, very simple and very important that you learn it. Um, I'm going to give my email subscribers exclusive access to all of the research documents that went into last night's TV special. It explains everything in simple terms. Um, Our government's reckless spending and how that is only going to make things worse. Uh, It is affecting the big boys and the little boys. And I, I this is this. There will be ramifications 
of all of this, and it will play into the deterioration and destruction, I believe, of our financial system. In the end, you can find all of that. Just go to glenbeck.com. Put in your email address for the newsletter. You get it every day. It's all of my show prep. I only get to about 10% of the stories that I read in the morning, um, but they're all really important and had already been whittled down. So please uh, sign up for the newsletter. You can get it at glennbeck.com. Now, there's a couple of other things uh, that I want, to, uh, I want to alert you to that I think uh, – I think are very important. One, this is coming from uh, Canada. Uh, The prime minister uh, is now taking on new legislation. It's uh, Bill C-11 in Canada, or it's called the Online Streaming Act. And it's a way to prioritize the needs and interests of Canadians. And they're claiming now the act is going to ensure online algorithms promote Canadian content on social media and streaming platforms like Netflix and Disney and Spotify. Yet when a multipartisan group of Canadian senators proposed an amendment to the legislation to protect what individuals say online on social media, no government oversight of, you know, social media. They rejected the amendment. So under the current uh, iteration of the bill, user-generated content is included in the scope of government oversight. The bill also makes it clear that the purpose of these new government powers is to support countering disinformation. It also specifically mentions serving the interests of Canadians from radicalized communities and Canadians of diverse ethno-cultural background, socioeconomic statuses, abilities and disabilities, sexual orientation, gender identities, and expression and ages. So it is the ultimate woke document. This would give the Canadian government unprecedented control over speech in Canada. <clears throat> in Canada. Canada's gone. <clears throat> I mean, they've just succumbed to this. Well, what's the difference? They're just ahead of us. Yeah, right. We're doing the same things. Just Uh, we are. We're just behind them. Um, And and we're trying desperately to catch up. I know. Well, if people would wake up, if your friends and neighbors would wake up, if we could find a way to get them to understand before panic, uh, before panic hits uh, would be, excuse me, would be very, very uh, nice. Now, there is a new study out. A new poll that shows Americans are not seeing Russia the way they were just recently. Uh, no, they're not quite as uh, concerned about Russia as we once were. And, I, you know, I, it's kind of understandable because uh, we've seen the way their military has performed against Ukraine, which everybody thought in a day or two or maybe at the most a couple of weeks they were going to completely overwhelm ukraine and that just didn't happen and now you see estimates of the lowest estimate on um fatalities of russian troops i've seen is sixty thousand. the highest is one hundred and fifty thousand. that's crazy it's unbelievable in a year just so you know in a year that's what the entire vietnam war lost was fifty six thousand fifty six thousand in 13 years uh, they've had more than that uh, in Ukraine. So now fewer Americans see Russia's military power as a critical threat to the United States. So I think that's both good and bad. 
because it might embolden many Americans to support yeah. uh, whatever Lindsay, we're doing. Lindsey Graham? Yeah. Jeez. Yes. Lindsey Graham, when will conservatives <laughs> say enough with Lindsey Graham? My <laughs> gosh, that guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, he, th- he thinks that we should go after Russia because they attacked a drone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah, let's, 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 let's do that. Um, there's uh, also this out today, tons of uranium. Now, usually when you say tons of something, especially like uranium, it's not like tons of fun. No, or you, tons of food. I just ate tons yeah, of food. food yeah, you, you probably really didn't. Yeah, you oh. hope that tons <laughs> isn't literal. Uh, this time it is. Mm-hmm. Tons, 2.5 tons of, Ukra- uh, of uranium missing now from a Libya site. Now, where did I put that 2.5 tons of uranium? I know so I had. Is it in the drawer of. next to you, Pat? Where oh, is that? I hang on. I yeah. Uh, I mean, nope. No, I thought I put it there. Looking by the pins, and uh, now it's not there. I don't know what happened to it. Okay, um, that's not good. That's not good. Um, <laughs> where could it have possibly gone? By the way, did you see that China, Iran, and Russia are doing military operations together together now? Yeah, isn't that fun? No, no, seriously, that's no, fun. it's good. No, yeah. it's really. I'm. You like to see friends get together and you know play around a little bit with their yeah, toys. It's fun. Sure, it's fun. Yeah, no, it's uh huh, it's good. Um, on the border, let me give you some good news. Texas has a unique plan to close the border. Um, the uh, state legislature is reportedly finalizing some new laws that would empower state law enforcement to take a much more active and aggressive role in securing the border and ensuring the safety of Texans living in the affected areas. The plan will potentially include an entirely new police force dedicated to blocking illegal migrants access to Texas. Texas lawmakers are proposing legislation that makes it a state felony to cross the border from Mexico illegally and create a new border police force that could deputize private citizens. This is the latest in the state's continued push to test the limits of the federal government's authority over immigration. We just had Ken Paxton, our attorney general, on what, yesterday, day Mm -hmm. before, and he said he is hoping that the, the legislature will give him the power to be challenged uh, by the federal government because he believes we can win that fight because they have just given our border up uh, and it is an invasion. And that's the only way constitutionally that states can take care of their own border problem. If the government if has the government's failed. not doing it and right. they're not doing it. Right. Um, so the, the felony is usually a federal offense. However, states can make a state felony as well. So, you know, the left is all up in arms about this. Uh, You know, gosh, we can't stop the, let's not stop the flow of illegal aliens and and fentanyl and Mm -hmm. human trafficking. We Mm -hmm. need more children to be trafficked. Potential terrorism. How many people from Russia, China, the Middle East, in known terrorist nations have come across the border? 
I mean, it was a staggering number that the Border Patrol oh, released last seen year. The, it's unbelievable. We have not seen the effect. I think we'll see it if we get a Republican president. We will see the effect. The radicals mm-hmm. that have been sent by Iran, by China, by all of these countries that hate us, they came in uh, in the cover of night over our borders. And, you know, they're not those people that were on the terrorist list. They didn't suddenly go, oh, you know, it's an open border in America, and I just love their lifestyle so much. I'm going to give up this whole terror thing. <laughs> That's not what's happening. They're here. They're doing something. They mean us harm. They mean us harm. Yeah. God, I, you know, I can't, I just can't take it from, you know, I've been, I've been telling you about Operation uh, Underground Railroad and the Nazarene Fund. I've, I've told you about it uh, for I don't know how long, but this goes in with my um, abortion activism, I guess. I just, we have got to find favor in the Lord's eyes. Mm -hmm. And so it's not transactional. We, We have to do the things that put us on his side. So we have to look for people who are struggling, look for people that are in pain, try to serve them, try to help them in an honest effort. And I can't imagine that the Lord is going to be like, oh, oh, yeah, I didn't even notice that. That was you, huh? When it comes to stopping child sex trafficking, stopping the death of his little children, his most innocent ones, I can't imagine that he's turning a blind eye to that. We need to repent, turn back to him and say, look, we get it. We want to be on your side. And I mean, America is the number one consumer of child pornography. Mm. I mean, gang, we are not the shining city on the hill. We are not. And we're about to become a byword. We're about to fall. And everyone will know why. Because we lost it. We lost our morality. We lost our decency. The things that we are doing now just in Washington is so far away from reality. It is a comedic show at some point. It's springtime for Hitler. It's that crazy. You can just write the things that are happening now, put some music to it, and it would be a comedy in a few years. But if we don't wake up to that now, we are not going to be there for the opening of it. So I support Greg Abbott and Texas and what they're doing. And uh, I, uh, I, I would urge you to call your uh, legislature in Texas and say, Pass that bill. Pass that bill. Give him the power to be able to stop the flow of illegal drugs and people and trafficking here in Texas. Back in just a second. Uh, How many times are you going to sit there at your desk at home looking down at the monthly expenses and wondering, geez, I mean, how are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? Man, that is the worst feeling. I want you to do one thing, and I know you... Well, maybe you're not like me because I avoid everything. I avoid everything that is like, you know, going to be tough. Uh, I hate that. Um, 
But, you know, if I'm sitting there and I'm looking at how we're going to make ends meet, I'm just like, ah, it's just magically going to change and I, I'm going to work harder and whatever. And nothing really changes and it gets me into even more trouble. Um, I urge you to do the opposite. I urge you not to delay. I urge you to call American Financing right now. If you own your house, this is a family owned mortgage company that's in it for you. They're saving people just like you an average of $700 a month. If you got $700 a month and were able to delay two mortgage payments, and you could close in as little as 10 days, would that not help you out on your finances a lot? Please, this could be the key to turning things around for you so you don't get behind the eight ball even more. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. So the Pentagon has, uh, has now claimed an alien mothership This is so crazy. An alien mothership could send ships to Earth in a research paper. Officials at the Department of Defense uh, uh, declared that uh, it is possible for aliens to send small probes to our solar system and to Earth on missions similar to the ones conducted by NASA. Uh, This was uh, written by a couple of, you know, smart eggheads. Uh, and released last week. It centered on the physical constraints of unidentified aerial phenomena and claimed that a mothership already in our solar system uh, could send probes to Earth. Uh, It goes on uh, saying, you know, that we've probably already had our first visit from an interstellar traveler. And they say this is, they were talking about the, remember that cigar-shaped Mm-hmm. Uh, Umuamua or something. Yeah, from what the Hawaiian, Hawaiian for scout. found it. Yeah, yeah. Um, its orbit was different than those in Earth's solar system. It also slowed down and then sped up, which doesn't happen. Can't happen with a natural right object. And uh, they they believe that it may have been either a scout. Uh, which would be kind of scary if that's what they're building as a scout, because that was huge, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Or it may have been the mothership. I, you know, (laughs) at times I wonder if people in the Pentagon aren't like, you know, guys, we need some distractions. I mean, the people really need some distractions. Just Mm -hmm. let's just Mm -hmm. let's give them what they want. You know, hey, aliens are real. You know, because right. you know, it's so weird that these things are coming out and no one talks about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. when I was growing up or even it's a pretty big 20 deal. years ago, these stories would have been huge. Everywhere. Front page and, on every newspaper. And have you told people about these things that are coming from the Pentagon and they're like, no, what's that? That didn't happen. You're like, mm-hmm. yes, it did. Yeah. It was in the New York Times. Not that that adds any credibility, but it's been out. They think aliens are real. It's crazy. It is just crazy. So I, again, am uh, hoping for the uh, 
the scout to be real. Please, the Glenn come Beck down program. fix it. Would you lose hope if I said, what if Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump can't save us? If you lose hope after hearing those words, your hope is misplaced. What always saves America? What saves America is Americans. We, at the last minute, when all seems lost, we finally get it and go, oh, and we pull together. Now, they've done everything they can to make sure that we we don't stay together. But I have a sneaking suspicion that coalition that they have built is falling apart. Courage and hope. A letter to a mainstream straddler in 60 seconds. In an emergency situation, you're going to have to have a lot of things on your mind, especially if you've got a, you, you've got a family and you have to take care of them. People laugh at preppers. But let them laugh, man. You're awake. You know what the odds are. You know what's coming our way. So what do you do to prepare? Just do those things and then don't worry about it anymore. My Patriot Supply right now, you can stock up on their three-month emergency food kit. You'll also get $200 worth of survival gear as a free bonus. If You, you seriously never know if it's going to be a snowstorm, uh, you know, or a financial collapse it could be anything aliens could invade us and i wouldn't be surprised everything you can get at my patriot supply will help you 200 bonus gift comes free with every three-month emergency food kit you order that way everybody in the family is prepared but hurry the offer is only good while supplies last so check it off your list sleep better just go to mypatriotsupply.com and score free shipping as well my patriot supply Com. A letter to mainstream straddler, live not by half lies by Margaret Anna Alice. I get it. You don't want to be called a conspiracy theorist. You don't want to be tarred as an anti-vaxxer, a science denier, far right wing extremist. You have your reputation to protect your credibility, your grant funding. So you just water it down. You tiptoe around the truth. You don't go there. And the philanthropaths, the tyrants, the big liars, the enablers continue to profit, continue to conspire, continue to torture, continue to slaughter. They'll tell you right to your face what they're doing. But if you then turn around and quote them, you're the crazy one. If you ask why a child, a teen, an athlete, other healthy adults suddenly had a heart attack or got turbo cancer or died... You are the truly disgusting one. 
if you provide scientific evidence that a warp speed experimental injection being peddled by a trillion dollar industry in collusion with governments, federal agencies, the media and big tech might be dangerous. You, not the corporations raking in billions, are the grifter. If you ask what's causing the sudden deaths and injuries that began surging in 2021 in hopes of preventing future such tragedies, you're just morally reprehensible. You point out that maybe we should think twice about pushing a product, you know, estimated to have killed 13 million human beings and counting. Well, you're the major killing force globally and guilty of undermining public confidence. If you call genocide genocide, you're the enemy the misinformation spreader, the anti-Semite. If you dare point out never again is already happening, you get inquisitioned, even though the Holocaust survivors and their relatives agree with you. You know you're living in a world of lies when the mob is more enraged at the whistleblowers revealing the deceptions, corruption, and murder than they are at the lying liars, the corrupt corruptors, the murdering murderers themselves. Snowden said, when exposing a crime is treated as committing a crime, you're being ruled by criminals. And guess what? Once you start calling, once they start calling you those hideous names, you realize they're nothing more than magician's smoke. You gradually start to give fewer and fewer craps about things. You know you've hit zero when you feel the exhilarating liberation that comes from shouting the unfettered truth. That's the words can never hurt you stage and you become untouchable and you start collecting libels like purple hearts. And the more scars you can count, the more evidence of your efficacy, your threat to the hegemony. That's when you can truly live and by truth, not by lies. If enough of us stand up and do that, we can hold the perpetrators accountable and we can find justice once you're living in alignment with your values, you'll feel a deepest joy fathomable. And when COVID criminals have found, been found guilty, when the spells dissolve, the people will gradually awaken from their coma and recognize you for the hero you are. Or not. Most will be too ashamed to admit that they were conned, to realize they shielded fascist tyrants and attacked those trying to rescue them. Few find that courageous humility within themselves to acknowledge their complicity in totalitarianism. And so they will swathe themselves in soothing denial and lash out to anyone who tries to puncture it. But you will keep trying anyway, because that is what truth tellers do. Your bravery will outlive you. Your words will remain like candles lighting the path for future truth droppers. And you will be at peace in life and beyond. I read that a couple of weeks ago and I said to my staff, I need to talk to this woman. She is amazing. Her name is Margaret Anna Alice and she's on the program with us now. Hi, Margaret Ann. Hi, Glenn. Thank you so much for that enthusiastic reading. That oh my was gosh. really sweet. I, I uh, you know, you, I, I saw a bio of you and, and who you admire and look up to as uh heroes uh <laughs> and there are many of the same people uh, uh that i look up to and stolas nietzschean this just screams stolas nietzschean to me well that was quite an honor when i heard you say that <laughs> yeah so tell me about 
um, your philosophy. You just started a new Substack, right? Well, actually, I, it's all been almost two years since I started. Oh my gosh! It. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, April twenty twenty one is when I first um, launched it, and I just I started it with a piece called "A Primer for the Propagandized: Fear is the Mind Killer." Um, mm. And I had, you know, from the beginning of the COVID um, <laughs> scamdemic or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> it was quite obvious that the propaganda was being used to psychologically manipulate people, um, you know, create a state of fear and panic so people would obey and essentially following Biderman's chart of coercion, uh, like a recipe. <laughs> and so um, I was initially attempting to sort of wake people up to this fact by reaching out through, you know, online, local communities, next door, things like that. And I eventually found that the censorship was so extreme, yeah. it was basically impossible to share any references. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, as soon as I'd post a comment, if I had a link in there to substantiating evidence, it would get disappeared within minutes. And so I had somebody had posted something at Nextdoor that basically said, you know, these masks are not about health. They're about fear and obedience and obedience training, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote a pretty lengthy comment in response to that. And by the time I was getting ready to post it, um, that post had been disappeared. Wow. <laughs> and so I, I read it to my husband and he said, you know, you should submit that to Off Guardian. And so I thought, okay, well, I need a place to house it. And I'd been thinking about creating a Substack anyway. So I just in an afternoon, just threw together a Substack, published that piece, submitted it to Off Guardian, and kind of forgot about it for a couple of weeks. Mm. And, and then Kit Knightley got back to me and said that they would love to publish it. And then that sort of kicked off my um, publishing career in a way. Yeah. And um, then so my readership snowballed from there. What is the um, What is the reaction to you? Because you are so clear you're obviously extraordinarily bright and well-read you obviously know philosophy and and uh history really really well you it, it'd be hard to argue with you what is the reaction <laughs> um well from my readership um you know very enthusiastic extremely appreciative um, one of the things you probably notice that I do a lot is essentially I provide substantiating evidence for practically every word. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I know. I have, I have, have hyperlinks. Um, so I show my homework and that way if anybody questions it or wants to explore more on their own, I've created basically all these rabbit holes that people can go down. Mm -hmm. And um, my readers are, you know, they love that. Um, some people find it irritating, <laughs> which I understand. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, have to, <laughs> I have to tell you, uh, you know, the letter to the mainstream straddler that I just mm -hmm. read, it has mm -hmm. a lot of things I had to cut out for time, uh, but it yeah. has a lot of things like Wampeter that I had never heard before. And I followed mm -hmm. the hyperlink and I'm uh -huh. like, oh, my gosh. And so I was only annoyed because your one article took up about an hour of my time right. before I realized, <laughs> wait a minute, I've got a life. Um, right. it, but it is it's a great, great education. What is your Thanks. what's your goal? 
Well, when I started my Substack, um, my mission I articulated as um, I want to awaken the sleeping before tyranny. Well, actually, I should say unmask totalitarianism and awaken the sleeping before tyranny triumphs. Mm. And um, that's still, you know, part of my goal, part of my mission. But what I've found is in my many attempts to awaken the sleeping, um, it is quite a, um, an arduous task if they're not willing to wake up. And so, oh, no. um, you know, my, I launched my letter series with a piece called Letter to a Covidian. And, you know, I'm basically trying to confront the people with their hypocrisy, their discrimination, um, the fact that they allowed themselves to be manipulated into becoming hateful, fearful people. And, um, you know, it, it is difficult when people are sort of in a state of fear, they're panicked, and they're just clinging to these easy solutions and safety. And um, Laura Dodsworth wrote a great book called A State of Fear that documents the psychological manipulation techniques that were used specifically in the UK. But anyway, so part of my mission has evolved in that I am reaching so many fellow dissidents Mm. around the world. And so um, really it's been about nurturing this really rich community of brave, brilliant, funny, intelligent people. (laughs) And so it's been very gratifying in that sense as well. May I, may I ask you, because the, the global reach when I have, um, spoken to people from different countries and I mm-hmm. look at who's listening to my broadcast and I'll, I'll find them everywhere that you yes. would just not expect. And, um, and it kind of gives me hope because I, I believe it's, this is not an American problem. I mean, I think we're a great no. source of it, but mm-hmm. this is not an American problem. This is, this is why there are demonstrations all over the world Because people know it's the elite against the Mm -hmm. common man. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I love that you pointed that out earlier. You mentioned if if your hope is in Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, your hope is in the wrong place. Right. And one of my recurring themes is that it is we the people against they. Yeah. (laughs) And um, so that's one of the reasons I wrote, I have a Profiles in Courage series, Mm. and I did a a piece on the Canadian trucker protests, who, of course, they were vilified in the media, um, big surprise. Um, But I spent, you know, a great deal of time just listening to the stories of the people who were there, just kind of playing live streams in the background. And there was just this upswelling of joy and emotional uh, connection with one another. And I called it the winter of love. And you see when ordinary people get together in a spirit of peaceful compliance, that is where our power lies. I was going to, I was going to say to you a minute ago when you were talking about, you know, you're trying to get people uh, out of the darkness and how they just Mm -hmm. are unwilling to go. Fear, yeah. fear and hatred are so yes. strong. 
and yeah. they cannot be uh, disabled with more fear or right. hatred. It has to be love. Exactly. And Absolutely. That's hard to convince people who keep feeling like a stick in the head or a stick mm-hmm. in the eye. Um, mm-hmm. And you kind of have some righteous <laughs> indignation. You're like, uh, yeah. I'm not the bad guy here. It's really right. <laughs> hard to get them to act in love. Yeah, yeah. And I will say in arguing with COVIDians, it is it has been a test of my patience. Yeah, I bet I bet it has. Maintain my composure and be compassionate toward them. And um, I I do a rolling inter- an interview series called Dissident Dialogues and um, I call them rolling because as I work through the questions I publish them one at a time for my paid subscribers. And then when it's completed, I make it available to the public. Um, But right now I'm engaged in one with Meredith Miller, who is a holistic coach. And I have found her insights into the psyche of what is occurring. Absolutely fascinating. I've been studying this, been writing about it for three years. um, And of course, I've been studying these topics for many more years before this. But She articulates it in such a way that really helped me understand it from the perspective of these victims of the psychological manipulation. Um, So, for example, you know, she sees them as victims of narcissistic, emotional, psychological abuse, and she calls it a psychoneurospiritual state of captivity. And so if you think of them as being like abused partners, yeah. In a, you know, an unhealthy relationship and they have Stockholm syndrome, they are defending their captors. Yes. And so anyone who tries to get them rescue from that them from that situation before they are ready, they're going to resist. And so Meredith um, basically said they have to be the ones who make they have to have this moment, this epiphany, this moment of disruptive truth that helps them break through and recognize that they're being abused and that those of us who are outside trying to rescue them from that abuse, once they wake up and, you know, she said, my substack is extremely valuable for people when they are awakening because they're thirsty for that truth and that evidence to support their newfound realizations. Margaret, I would love to continue our conversation. I'm going to become a paid subscriber of of your Substack. Um, I think you're amazing, and I I hope you don't mind. I would love to uh, share some of your ideas. Um, Oh, please do. Absolutely. You're a remarkable writer. Thank you so much. Margaret and Alice, uh, you can... uh, uh, find her website. Oh, geez. Now I don't, can you get her website? I just, somehow or another, I just deleted her website. Oh, it's on the screen where, Oh, there it is. <laughs> Margaret and Alice.com. Boy, that was complex. All right. Let me tell you about, uh, uh, rough greens. Maria wrote in about her dog's experience with rough greens. She said, we love rough greens. Our dog had really, really bad skin allergies. We'd already tried the recommended treatment. Nothing worked. She had a really bad smell. Oof, nothing worse. But three days into the trial, we noticed a difference. It's been almost two weeks. The odor is gone. There's no more itching. Her red bumps are all but gone. Definitely worth the price. 
Maria, thank you so much for just writing in and trying it. But writing in has gone the extra mile. Thank you for letting us know. Rough Greens is so confident your dog is going to love it and you're going to see improvements in your dog over time that they have a special deal for you. Just get the first bag free just to make sure your dog likes it. Uh, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F greens.com. You sprinkle it on their dogs, on your dog's food. It has all the probiotics and everything else your dog needs. You get the first one free that you just pay for shipping. And then every month another bag comes in and uh, it, it's a remarkable thing for your dog. It has been for mine. 833-GLEN-33, R-U-F-F greens.com. That's R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck or 833-GLEN-33. Do it now. 10 seconds, station ID. It's remarkable how many people are waking up, and uh, I don't know much about her her backstory. Um, and she has security issues, so she doesn't she doesn't talk about it. Um, but she is not a slouch um, by any stretch of the imagination, and uh, I, I I don't think that uh, she was playing in the the conservative sandbox at any time, you know, and I, and, and people are not, you know, we have to be very careful. People are not becoming conservative and I don't know anything about her, but they're not coming conservative. They are going back to their classical liberal roots. Classical liberals are the ones who believe in the bill of rights. I consider myself a classical liberal. I don't usually say that because it's, it's misunderstood as a term. You're not a liberal. No, I, I know. I'm a classical liberal. I believe in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and I'll stand for that. You know, my father used to always say, I disagree with him wholeheartedly, but I'll fight to the death for his right to say it. That's the kind of Americans we all need to be. Everything beyond that is just politics. There are certain core beliefs, and the Bill of Rights is in the center of it. And that's what we need to focus on, because that's what that's what people are waking back up to. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is a fundamental file of a fundamental violation of rights. All right. Uh, a lot of things that I hope I'm wrong about. One of them I said today, I I, I don't think this is the big uh, collapse by any stretch, but I don't know if we're over with this collapse. I think it's going to be probably a little like 2008, where. This set into motion some things, and then when they can't keep it together with tape and paper clips, uh, it all comes undone. Um, but we are in we're in trouble with the banking uh, system, and um, we have to prepare for impact because I truly believe, as I pointed out last night, digital currency is what they're going to go to, and that's the end of all freedom, and that's not hyperbole. Goldline is offering for free 150 original one-ounce copper great seal rounds with every qualifying order of $5 gold Liberty or Indian coins that you acquire. You can buy Indians and Liberty coins in tubes or in boxes of 20. Just ask Goldline about the difference. Call them now at 866-GOLDLINE. Do it now. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. You can help us in our fight against big tech and government censorship. Use the promo code will not be censored at blazetv.com slash Glenn and you'll save twenty dollars.
Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. So I was reading a story today <clears throat> about uh, Duck Dynasty star Missy Robertson. Uh, and she was out with Kirk Cameron. They were doing a, a book event at a library in Tennessee, Hendersonville, which doesn't sound like a huge metropolis. Um, but uh, they were doing it at the public library and they had real problems. I mean, the thing almost didn't happen. Um, and as I'm reading this story, I thought I got to call Missy and just ask her about it. Missy Robertson is, uh, here with us. Uh, Missy is the author of several books. Um, uh, the latest is because you're my family and she was out with Kirk Cameron. His book is as you grow. Hi, Missy. How are you? Hi. Hi, Glenn. Thank you for having me. We're great. Yeah. So good to talk to you. Uh, yeah, so, so, um, you know, if you're watching your uh, your podcast or your show on uh, Blaze TV or on YouTube, you saw you bring this up and talk about it. Can you can you retell the <laughs> yeah. story? Yes, I actually when I came home from that trip, I told my husband, Jace, who's um, who's one of the, the talent on Unashamed. Yeah. With Phil and Jace Robertson on Blaze TV, he I said, can I be on your podcast tomorrow? And I never ask for that. They want me to be on there, and I'm either too busy or uninterested to be on there <laughs> with my family, just being totally transparent. Right. But so, so when I said, I need to talk about something on the podcast, it kind of shocked him, and he just said yes immediately, which was really funny. I said, you don't even know what I want to talk about. But what had happened was literally the day before, and I was in Tennessee with my children. Most of my children and both of my grandbabies live in the Nashville area, and I was spending some time with them. And Brave Books reached out to me and said, hey, you know, Kirk's going to be on his library tour in Hendersonville, which is not too far from where my children are. Mm -hmm. Would you like to join him and read your book? Absolutely. What a, what a wonderful idea. Kind of wish I thought of that to do a <laughs> library tour. And sure, what a, great, what a great place to do it as well. So that morning, I, I was not privy to a lot of the pushback that had been going on. So I kind of walked in a uh, little deer in the headlights, I think, to use a Southern term. Right. But um, that morning was actually really cold, and it had been warm and beautiful all week. That morning was like 41 degrees, raining and freezing. Mm. And when I got there almost two hours before it opened, there was already a line formed with children, umbrellas, wow. babies. So I thought, okay, <laughs> I can't really believe that they're coming out for this little library reading, but you know, kudos to them. My, even my children backed out at the last minute. Because <laughs> our are little and like, mom, we're, we're, we're not going right. to come. Like, it's totally fine. I mm -hmm. totally understand. So as the morning went on, the lines got longer and Brave wanted to do some little promos about our books inside this beautiful, I'm going to state this, this beautiful multi-level, gorgeous library with tons of windows. Inside was like just really massive for a small little town. I was not expecting this. Right. And so this, the depth of the library behind us was just such a great, beautiful place to do some promos. And um, was just kind of snuck up on when I realized that people started making noise in the closed library. P people were outside. And, and where's this noise coming from? And I realized over the next few minutes 
that it was being done on purpose to distract from what we were trying to do is make these videos, just promoting, just promoting these books. And and these books, what's so silly is these books are about unconditional love of family, forgiveness, the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. <laughs> you know, these are kind of ironic when you think about so, some of the things that we're trying to push. They say that we're trying to push so, on children and their families. So wait a minute. So let me ask you, why didn't you just ask the librarian to do what all librarians do and say, shh, wh- who were these yeah. people that were... Well, they were the library staff. But again, like oh. I said before, I, I wasn't really sure what was going on. And I, you know, being in reality TV, we're, we don't, we don't, we're not on sets anywhere. We're in real yeah, everyday circumstances. Right. And so I thought, you know, maybe people are, we're, we're in their environment. They forgot to lower their voices. Mm-hmm. We're trying to do something, you know, so can we ask them nicely to, you know, be quiet? Yeah. Well, that happened like three times. We even kind of laughed about it like, shh. I think Kirk said, it's a library, you know, like, ha ha. And it just wasn't happening. And we realized there was, there was a moment where I thought something is wrong when um, one of the brave team asked the director who was coming kind of out into the open. And he said, Hey, can you ask your staff to hold it down? And he fired back. You're not even supposed to be here. And Kirk shot back. Yes, we are supposed to be here. And these were very loud voices, and it kind of took me off guard. Like, something, are we not supposed to be in the library? Like, I start thinking <laughs> about, like, are, are, we, are we doing something we're not supposed to do? I'm, I'm such a rule follower, and I don't want to upset anyone, you know? So, and Brave just looked, the, the Brave team just looked at me and was like, we're fine, and yes, we're supposed to be here. Did they, the lady behind the, this is what you said on Unashamed, uh, the lady at the front desk of the library said, we're just trying to look for things to deal with our stress. Yes, that's, <laughs> that was, I think, the actual moment where it confirmed in my mind. And really, look, I'm like, am I, 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 I'm just sitting there thinking that everyone, we're welcome. There's hundreds I of know. people outside. So this was really hard for me to wrap my brain around, that someone was trying to thwart this process. And so when she said that, after Riley, you know, Riley Gaines was also there reading for Bethany Hamilton's book. Bethany was in Hawaii and couldn't come. So Riley grew up in that area. She said, I grew up five minutes from this library. So this was her hometown. So I started to think about what would happen if, you know, our little West Monroe library, West Monroe, Louisiana library, if some of the, the people were acting like that against someone that I had invited or was invited to my hometown library, I I would be embarrassed. And I think, you know, she took it upon herself to kind of march over there and say, look, we're asking for 60 seconds of quiet. Can you not turn off the, the music that you're blaring? There's no one in here but us, and we're asking for 60 seconds. And she said that she didn't think she had the authority to make that decision oh to turn gosh. off the radio. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah. uh, I mean, nothing is probably going to happen to these people. I don't know if you fired a, uh, you know, or, or filed a complaint, but this this actually started. I have not. Yeah, they, yeah. Th- this actually started uh, with the brave book people because mm-hmm. they wanted to turn uh, uh, turn Kirk down. Right. So 
I don't know all of the facts about that. Um, so, but I was learning as I was standing there. We, we had a job to do. Right. We, we had hundreds of people waiting for us, and we right. were really excited about these books. Are really good. <laughs> they are so sweet. The ones that we were reading, especially that day, to all of these children and families, and I, I was so I'm so proud of this book and for Kirk's book because they're biblical values without. You know, basically shoving verses down children's throats yes. is what I think some of the quotes have mm-hmm. been said about us. But they're not that way at all. They're beautifully written and illustrated, and it's a partnership that the authors have with Brave Books. And so, and and like my book is about unconditional love and forgiveness of family. And I loved when I talk about it to to speak about how the Father in heaven and Jesus, who created us, love us unconditionally. That there is nothing in the world that we will ever do to make him stop loving us. We will disappoint him. We have, uh, we have things that we have to make up for. There are consequences to our behavior, but he will never stop loving us. And it, it mirrors our own with our own children and parenting. It's beautiful. Isn't it amazing, Missy? How <laughs> th- this is so. The world is so upside down that that is considered evil indoctrination. It's really sad, and I don't get angry a lot because I feel like the older I get and the more my relationship with my Creator grows, the more I love Him and appreciate His sacrifice for me, and the more I understand why He loves me so much, especially now that I have grandbabies. I have two generations of children Mm -hmm. behind me that I love unconditionally and would do anything for. And I want everyone to experience that relationship like I have with him. And so now, you know, there there have been consequences to that library and to their staff's behavior. I got a text from Kirk last night, actually, um, telling me that the library director was fired. Wow. And so I wow. don't have a lot of confirmation of that, but my initial response was whoa yeah that i would it, not it's, expect it's that i, I told mm. jace last my husband last night i said when i told him he said good and i thought i mean it is good but we don't wish ill on it i know i know i feel like they do on us but we really don't wish ill on anyone but we have to stand up yes for what they are trying to do with our children yes. And our grandchildren. And now I've got two brand new grandbabies that my children are having to make decisions on where to put them in school, if they're even going to go to a school. It's very difficult situation for them, and and I do not envy them. We're going to support support them 100% in whatever decision they make. But they're really taking it seriously, and I'm afraid that if we don't, we're going to lose a lot of our children. Oh, we already have, unfortunately, because we didn't speak up. And, you know, you said, you know, the, the stronger I am with the Lord, um, uh, you've just experienced his love. Uh, and I'll tell you, the, the stronger I become in the Lord, I find myself in those situations with greater compassion for the person. Yeah. It's really weird. It's, it's, you don't get angry. You just, you're like, what kind of suffering did you go through or are you going through? What are, what are you what carrying around? Are you believing? Yeah. It's, it's so sad. I, I mean, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I was angry. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I, I was know. angry yeah. at first. You know, that's, that's what led me to 
want to talk about this. Um, you, you know, I got home that day. We have a place there in, close to my kids, and and my son Cole was there, and he's my peacemaking, laid-back child. Let's don't ruffle any feathers. And he was like, Mom, you need to talk about this. Yeah, there's a, you know, people think that if you're loving and you're following in the footsteps of Christ that you're, you're just never going to, you know, say anything. That's not fighting. No, 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 no. It's standing firm in the truth with compassion to other people. But that doesn't mean you don't say anything. You, you cannot live your life quiet, especially in this world. If you are not an enemy of evil, then you're really nothing. You're, you know, you're, you're nothing. You know, and, and Riley, Riley was amazing what she did. And I, and I was taken so off guard for a second. She was like, this is not happening and walked over there and was not unkind at all, but very direct. And we have all of that on video. All, you know, Brave was steadily rolling. I, mm. I started videoing with my with my own phone because I thought, is this really this is happening? This is what I've been seeing on the news happening from coast to coast, but not here yeah. in the middle, the no. flyover state. This Pe- is not happening in our little hometowns, but it is. Yeah, it people is. people don't have any idea. It is in all of our communities. Um, Missy, thank you so much, and say hi Absolutely. to everybody for me. And yeah. we we so appreciate Unashamed uh, and yeah. <laughs> and all of your work. So thank you, thank you, you thank bet. you so much. Bye bye. Right. Um, Missy Robertson from uh, Unashamed. You can find it on uh, Blaze TV and also on YouTube. All right, today today is the day you make an important decision. Do you keep your current cell phone plan? You know, the one where you shell out enormous amounts of money every month. You pay a big mobile corporation that's probably donating some of that money to leftist causes. Or do you take charge and do you take things into your own hands? You switch to a company that doesn't do those things. Patriot Mobile is going to save you money and is working to save the country. America's only Christian conservative wireless provider is Patriot Mobile, and they offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. It means you'll get the best possible service wherever you're at. So if you're not satisfied, their coverage guarantee lets you switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. Most importantly, You're doing business with a company that supports free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, our military first responders, God, all of that stuff. Don't put up with the woke companies anymore. 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy, so do it now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call them at 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT. Make sure you use the offer code Beck and save. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We were just talking about uh, uh, Riley Gaines, uh, who is the the swimmer in Kentucky, yes. right? Mm-hmm. That was constantly speaking out. Uh, you know, hey, I don't feel comfortable with the guy in the, in locker, the locker room. room. What a brave, brave girl! She and is. having to compete against him. You know, the guy who was four hundred and sixty seven, four hundred and sixty second, I think, ranked in the uh, in men's swimming in college. And then when he switched to women swimming, 
uh, suddenly went to number one, but it yeah. had nothing to do with the fact that <laughs> no. he was a man. No, it had nothing, nothing to, to do, do with that. You, did you ever see that documentary, Victor Victoria, with Julie I, Andrews? I did see that documentary many, yeah. many years ago. Okay, so I don't know if you remember, but I should watch it again. This is my recollection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Preston was some kind, I don't remember what role he played exactly, but he convinced her she was starving. It was during the Depression in Paris. Uh, she couldn't get a job, even though she was a fantastic singer. Mm-hmm. And Robert Preston said, but you know who they are hiring? They're hiring trans uh, men. Who dress like women. Yeah, who dress like women and sing like women. So I'll make you look like a man. You Uh, go in and get the job, and then you dress like you, a woman, but mm -hmm. you're a a guy pretending to be a woman. Huh. Yeah. Kind of sums up. And the problem with that at that time was that it was unfair to the trans men because she cut in line... You can't, the guy can't compete with a woman. Right. But now, oh, that's totally fine. Oh, man. That in real life, mm-hmm. it's totally fine to take away the awards from the women. Incredible. In the name of the women. The Glenn Beck Program.